I have appreciated your following along with me now concluding the past three months as we have talked about the organization of this church going forward. I don't think there's anything that is more powerful and yet has been more controverted over the years in the religious world than what we have spent talking about relative to the organization of this local church. There are two pivotal points in the life of a congregation that are more poignant and challenging and have the possibility for disruption more than anything else. And that is the appointment of men who will serve as elders or deacons and who the church invites to be a partner as an evangelist. And we have been engaged in the former two, the second one of the two coming to a conclusion today. I pray going forward that the things that I've tried to say will but produce peace yet serious contemplation as this congregation moves forward. I appreciate all your thought. And as I have said along the way, I'm not asking you to agree with me, lock, stock, and barrel. I just ask you to consider it. And as I've said numerous times, we talked about elders. Today, what I'm going to say represents Ricky. It does not represent the eldership. I'm not representing the eldership at this point. I'm doing the work of an evangelist. If they agree with me, that's fine. If they don't, that is their privilege as well. But I just simply ask you to consider some things. That's all I ask. And as a teacher, that's my responsibility is to teach and help you consider. It is your responsibility to take that and determine exactly what you will do with that in a practical way. And as we turn to 1 Timothy chapter 3, we come to then verse 12. It's the only thing we haven't talked about. That deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children well, and their own houses. Let me take care of the first one in an expeditious way. For anything that I would say further on the husband of one wife, I would reference you to the discussion I had relative to that when we considered elders. I'm not going to reach you that. I think I did the best job I could at that time, and if you'd like to know further more about that, then please think about that. Go on their website, go on YouTube. And you can pull that down and listen to it again. There's no need in me repeating that for you at this time. I would not say anything different. That then comes to the question of, does when he talks about that deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their houses well. This idea of children would also apply to child or children relative to an elder, but we didn't talk about that. But the question is, does, does, does that mean a child or does that mean children plural? I just want you to see how the Bible uses the term. Relative to that, the Bible often uses the plural with the singular in mind. And we do that too. If you're filling out an insurance form and it says number of children and you have one, do you not put down one because you only have a child? No, the singular is understood to, the, the plural is understood to include the singular. And so we, we, we do that all, all, all the time. 
if at the end of the service, the elders should say, the elders would like to talk to parents of all the children. So you only have one child. You're exempt. No. We understand the plural includes the singular. And so we have that even in our vernacular as well. But look with me at a couple of passages. Look in Genesis chapter 21. Look in Genesis chapter 21. Genesis chapter 21 and verse 7. Speaking of Sarah, in Genesis 21 and verse 7, it says, She also said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah nursed children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. How many children did Sarah nurse? She only had one child, a son in her old age. But notice it says, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? The singular was meant to include, uh, the plural was meant to include the singular. Turn back to Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. And look at verse 30. Genesis chapter 11 and look at verse 30. But Sarah was barren. She had no child. Speaking of that very same thing now, turn to Genesis chapter 16 and verse 1. Genesis chapter 16 and verse 1. The same circumstance being talked about. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. In Genesis chapter 11 and verse 30, she was barren and had no child. In chapter 16 and verse 1, she bore him no children. The plural was meant to include the singular. Turn to Genesis chapter 46. Genesis chapter 46. And look at verse 7. Genesis chapter 46 and verse 7. Speaking of, of Jacob. It said his sons and his son's sons, his daughters and his son's daughters, and all his descendants, he brought with him to Egypt. How many daughters did Jacob have? He just had one daughter. But notice it says, his daughters, and then his son's daughters. The plural was meant to include the singular. Then turn to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. And look at verse 24. Matthew chapter 22, and look at verse 24. Speaking of the Leverite law, verse 23, to complete the sentence, the same day the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses said that if a man dies, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now hold your finger there. And turn to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 25. Look at Deuteronomy, chapter 25. And look at verse 5, where Moses talks about the Leverite law. 
the Levirate vow. Deuteronomy chapter 25 and verse 5. If brothers dwell together and one of them dies and has no son, the widow of the dead man shall not be married to a stranger outside the family. Her husband's brother shall go into her, take her as his wife, and perform the duty of a husband, of a husband's brother to her. Notice it says, if a brother dwell together, brothers dwell together and one of them dies and has no son. But Matthew chapter 22 and verse 4. It says, Moses said, if a man dies having no children. You see, the plural was meant to include the singular there. In fact, it could be has no son. And yet called children there. And so you see over and over again that the case. But look at two others. Look at Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 in verse 4. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. So if you only have one child, you can provoke him to wrath. The plural is meant to include the singular. Child or children. A father is not to provoke his child or children to wrath. We understand that. Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy chapter 5. And verse 4. But if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents. For this is good and acceptable before God. So you have one child. You don't have children. You have one child. That child's off the hook. That child does not have to take care of the mother or the grandmother because that's reserved for children. We know better than that, don't we? We understand the plural was meant to include the singular. For the child or children, that child or children, grandchild or grandchildren have an obligation to take care of their mother or grandmother. We understand that. And then one last passage, look at Acts chapter 2. Look at Acts chapter 2. Look at Acts chapter 2. And this time, verses 38 through 39. In answer to what we shall do, Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and your children and to all who are far off as many as the Lord our God will call. But what if someone that day only had a child? Well, the promise is to you and your children. Didn't say anything if you only had one child. So is the promise not to one child as well? We know, we understand better than that. We understand the promise that was uttered to Abraham that through your seed all nations shall be blessed and from your seed the coming Messiah would be and that he would, as Conrad spoke to us this morning, offer blood for redemption of us. And that was whether you had a child or children that promise was to. We understand the plural 
includes the singular. Now, that doesn't prove that's how it's used in 1 Timothy chapter 5. But it does give thoughtful consideration that the word prolifically, abundantly is used, the plural to conclude to include the singular, not only with children, but others as well. We'll come back to 1 Timothy 5 in just a moment. So the second thing I would ask you to consider is someone objects and says, well, but the more children you have, the more experience you have, and we all know the more children you have, the more experience you have, the more qualified you are. Well, that's not what 1 Timothy chapter 5 says, whether it's child or children. That's subjective. That's our opinion about that. We have been the ones to conclude. Well, you have more children, and so if you have more children, then you'll understand how to deal with more people. So, you're going to have to have 400 children to understand how to deal with 400 people. We, we know better than that. We know it's not saying the more children you have, the more experience you have, and therefore the better you are to understand people. We understand better than that. Furthermore, don't tell a parent who has one child that. Don't tell the parent of one child, I have many children, you've got it easier than I do. Because you only have one, I've got multiple children. And so you only have one to care for. You don't have the experience that I have with multiple children. And therefore, you don't understand people like I will understand people. I think a parent of one child would take serious issue with that opinion as well. Let me give this illustration. Let's say you have parents with multiple children. And throughout their lives, there have been no rough waters, no rough seas. The winds have been calm, the, the waters have been calm, and there's been no real challenge that that parent with those children, multiple children, have faced. But now you have a parent with one child. And that parent with that one child has faced adversity after adversity after adversity with that child. Whether it be conflict with others, whether it be drugs or alcohol, or all kinds of promiscuity, they have struggled and struggled and struggled with that child and then have worked to lead that child to the Lord. Which set of parents have experienced life more? We can see the parent with one child has had experience that the parent with multiple children has never had. Therefore, that parent will be more qualified to help other parents who have children who struggle with the same thing. If we follow that reasoning. Have you only had two children? The only thing my children taught me was how to rule two children. 
They're the byproduct of the DNA of me and their mother. And the only thing I learned from them is I learned from them their personalities. And that took a while. I did not learn the personalities of others. I learned the personalities of others' children because they're not my DNA. They're not part of my family history on either side of the family. A man does not learn about how to deal with people because he has multiple children. A man learns how to deal with people because he has experience working and learning and living with people. The only thing he learns from his children is he learns their DNA and he learns how to deal with them, not multiple people. And so to say that children have greater parents with multiple children have greater experience, my opinion, that's just not so. And we're talking about opinion in this point. We're not talking about something revealed. This is a point about opinion. This is all about opinion in the book of Ricky here. But I'm just reasoning with you here about the things that we reason with. And so it seems to me to be a little empty for me to argue that, well, one child is sufficient, and you to argue multiple children are sufficient based on experiences in life and based on wisdom experienced in that. That may or may not be true. But I think the best explanation of the text is the text itself. Not how the possibility of words are used, not the possibility of all the opinions that we can give relative to this. But what does the text say? That's what we have to get back to. So 1 Timothy chapter 5, he says, Likewise, their wives. Notice, while there is supplied, it is plural. He's talking about deacons plural. I'm sorry, that was verse, verse 11. That deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their own house as well. Notice, deacons are considered plural, not singular. Be the husbands, not of multiple wives, but the husbands of one wife. And ruling their children well. And so if you have multiple deacons, and each one has his own wife, and each one has a child, they are ruling their children well. And they are to also have their own houses. Let me see if I can demonstrate that. If you have four different deacons, it says that deacons have their children. Each one has a child, then you have children. And he also said that their deacon have Houses. So if you have four deacons, each one has a house, then they have houses. Deacons are not looked at here singularly. They're looked at here plural, looked at collectively. The multiple deacons you have, that therefore means each one has a child. They have children. And whether a child or multiple children in that family's household, let him rule them well. Let him rule the children well or the child well. We're not talking about, in this passage, a man's ability to biologically procreate. We're not talking about a man's ability to biologically have children, a number of children. There's nothing in this passage that suggests 
a qualification of a man, a description of a man who's going to be a deacon, must be able to biologically produce multiple children. Biological reproduction is not in this passage. This passage is talking about the character of the man. Can Whether he has a child or children, the character of the man can be demonstrated by how he rules. And that word rules, the same rule we've been talking about, stands before and sets the example of his children. Has he demonstrated the kind of character a man described here has because of how he rules his children? Someone, yes, yeah, but, but it says children. And a man must have children. Well, wait a minute, it also says houses. Houses here is put for families. So if children here is children, then houses here has to be put for families. How many families can he have? You see, it doesn't measure. We understand that deacons have their children and their houses ruling them well. That we're talking about deacons as they stand, not singularly, but distributively as you look at them together. And so the point here is not the number of children. The point is the latter part, ruling, ruling his own house well. That's the point he's talking about. So I come back to this. Can you look and can you find men who fit the description that we've talked about in 1 Timothy chapter 3? And that brings us to this. In the back, you'll find a sheet like you did with the selection of elders. On the back of that sheet, there's a place for you to give a name submitted. One submission per man. This is not per family. One submission pure per man. If you want to submit ten names, then you submit ten different Sheets that we have back there to submit. It all ha- also has a place for your signature. Now we've also added one additional blank. Because some of you write worse than I do. And that's pretty bad. So we guessed at a few signatures. So if you print your name for us, that will help when we read these that we can say, oh, you really are here and you really do live here. So please print your name in a legible way so we therefore know that this was then submitted by you. On the front of the sheet, it reads much like the previous except. Next chapter 3, 6, verse 3, the apostles told the church, Seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. This is a proper pattern for us to follow when we appoint any leader in the church. Your input is needed to appoint men to this important work. Suggesting a man for the work of a deacon must be approached with careful consideration. To help you think through your suggestions, we have provided this document. For each person you want to suggest, fill out one of these sheets to make sure he meets the standards found in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 8 through 13. You may take as many forms as you need or would like. Completely fill out the form you submit. Before submitting this form to the current elders. We ask that you talk to the man first. 
before submitting this form to the elders, we ask you talk to the man first. No submissions will be considered unless you have first talked to the man. Ask him if he is willing to have his name submitted to the current elders and go through the selection process before the congregation. Remember, we're looking for deacons, not names on a letterhead. We're looking for servants. The current shepherds will work through those names and will address the work to be done and the character described of each man. The current shepherds will work through those names and will address the work to be done. After considering those men, the bishops will put names before the congregation for your consideration. We will not put any man's name before the church that we cannot submit. To do so would be unfair to the man and to the church. And then it has some additional information that you can read. I want to highlight a few of those things for you. As far as this local church is concerned, these are the tasks that we have ongoing. Assignments, attendance, audio-video, benevolence, the Bible class program, communion supplies, computers, copying CDs, and other things we distribute. Directory, emergency procedures, facilities management, financials, group list, group outreach, guest card updates, guest, de uh, guest databates and greeters, New, informa new member information, preacher support letters, and website development. So when we ask for someone for a task, these are the tasks. And the names you submit, we will try to adapt or assign to the task. We're not asking for a man because we just simply want more deacons in, in the hopper. We have tasks to be done. And the elders will assign those tasks upon looking at the men and to see what they are able to do. I hope that's clear enough for you. If not, if not, then please ask me again or please ask Joe, Terry, Breck, Rick, James. They may do a far better job explaining it than I've tried to do. I know that you will breathe a sigh of relief when I say this. We are done. And now, the work begins. Thank you. Thank you. For your long suffering with me as I worked through this. When Jordan and I laid this out, we were laying it out, and he said, Ricky J., this is your stuff. You do this, I'll do something else. I know that Jordan could do an excellent job, maybe even a better job than I have done in explaining it. But he deferred to me in the doing of that. And I appreciate him doing that. You have been most cooperative. And again, as I have said, I do not ask that you agree with me. I ask that you consider it going forward. We do not talk about anything that has to do with salvation. But if perhaps there's a need that you have, that you've come in your heart and your conscience been pricked by the sin in your life, and you know you need to have your sin washed away, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, because you have come to the conclusion that Christ is going, needs to be your Savior, we ask you to come while we stand and while we sing. Thank you for connecting with us this morning. We're so thankful that you were able to do that. 
If you have questions, we'd love to have the opportunity to talk to you. You can contact us at www.thebibleway.com or questions at thebibleway.com. Questions at thebibleway.com. We'd love to have you in person. Come if you can, but thank you for connecting with us.